Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's Focus for Thursday, February the 16th, 2023, at 11.51 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus, well-being. Today's focus is well-being. Now, if we were to look up a definition of well-being, we find this. Well-being, the state of being comfortable, healthy, or happy. Well-being, as known as wellness, or and, and it, it, there's some other things here, but just we'll go with uh, this definition. I think it's from the Oxford Def- uh, Dictionary. The state of being comfortable, healthy, or happy. The state of being comfortable, healthy, or happy. All right. Um, uh, another, I'm going to to another uh, definition. Well-being is a positive outcome that is that is meaningful for people and for many sectors of society because it tells us that people perceive that their lives are going well. Good living conditions, housing, employment are fundamental to well-being. And then it goes through all the different aspects of well-being. But I want us to talk about well-being in a, in a very specific way. And I want you to really consider this. I think I think everyone has a basic understanding of well-being, like part of me thinks that we need to dig into the defining it a little bit more, but just think that there are specific areas of well-being. There's your emotional well-being. I think we can understand that. There's your mental well-being. I think we can understand that. There is your physical well-being. There is your relationship well-being, and there is your spiritual well-being. I think those would be very good categories. And then you take that all together, then that, I think you could say that's, that would be a holistic look at your well-being. How, how are you doing? What is your well-being like as far as your emotional health, your mental health, your physical health, your relationship health, and your spiritual health? Is there well-being in all of those areas? Now, I'm not here to just specifically talk about well-being. I'm here to talk about well-being from, I I think, a very, maybe provocative, but I think a very important perspective. And I want you to really listen to what I'm about to say. I'm going to place it, I'm going to put it in a question form. Do you believe that Christianity is beneficial to one's well-being or detrimental to one's well-being. Christianity in general, the church, maybe maybe we should say, is the church beneficial to one's well-being or is it detrimental to one's well-being? So maybe we could look at it, Christianity just in general, the truth of Christianity, is it beneficial to one's well-being? And then we could look at it, that Christianity in a more like, institutionalized way, like the church, uh, Sunday school, small groups, are they actual, actually advantageous to one's well-being? Are they detrimental? Are they beneficial or detrimental to one's well-being? 
Now, I, I think that in some ways we want to say, I, I think I think everyone would try to argue, and I think we almost sell Christianity. If you come to Christ, your your well-being is going to be better. We may not state it in those words, but we almost sell Christianity that your relationship will be better, your emotional health will be better, your mental health will be better, your every your your spiritual life will obviously be better. So you need Christianity. But I don't know if we're really, I think when you really look at Christians in general, I don't know how well our well-being is. In fact, I believe there's some elements and aspects of Christianity that are actually detrimental to one's well-being. It actually works against it. Because I think we have certain things in place that are, are, counter, that are counterproductive to one's well-being. And the reason I'm talking about this, let, let's just try to explore this a little bit. Here's why. Because I found, uh, I was sent this email based on, uh, that, that's from a study that was recently done. And here, and I'm just going to give you a little bit of this study. I'm not going to read all of it, but there's just a couple of aspects from it that I think are very important. All right. And I guess as this is an older article, um, but someone sent it to me. So this, these numbers are a little bit off, uh, but I, I want us to just consider it. All right, here we go. 38% of U.S. pastors have thought about quitting full-time ministry in the past year. 38% of pastors are like, you know what? I, this, uh, forget this. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to quit. Now, that's a pretty startling number, 38%. Now, if it continues to increase, when do you, what, where do you get when you've got about basically 50% of pastors like, that's it. I'm done with this. I'm not, I cannot do this anymore. And does anyone sitting in the pew care? Now, I would think if pastors are getting to the point of thinking of just completely quitting, it's not about going to another church. They're just done with ministry, that maybe there's something missing in their well-being. Now, you could blame the pastor or maybe congregations bear responsibility. Do, con do congregations really care about the well-being of their pastor? Or do they just expect that the pastor better have this right, this right, this right, this right, and they don't care about Look, I, I'm going to be just very blunt here. I'm going to be very blunt. I don't think I don't think people in the church really I, Oh boy, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get myself in trouble. I don't think people in most churches really care about the well-being of their pastor. I really don't. They will show up, they'll be like, "You're the best. You're the greatest until you're not the best or greatest. Then you're trash. You're garbage. You don't do things my way and peace out and they don't care." What that does to the pastor. They don't care what it does to the pastor. They don't care what it does to the rest of the church. They're just gone. I don't think people go, I wonder how this would impact the well-being of my pastor. I wonder, am I contributing to his well-being or am I being a thorn in his flesh and causing nothing but problems, 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 problems? Now, of course, the ones causing the problems always believe they're causing the problems because they are in this in the doctrinal, that they're right theologically. Now, I understand there are sometimes problems need to be caused. So we need balance here. We need some balance here. But I mean, 38% of pastors. Now, recent data collected from Barna's pastor poll indicated that U.S. Uh, pastors are currently in crisis at risk and at risk of burnout. So according to Barna's study, that pastors are currently in crisis and are at risk at burnout. Uh, there have been a dramatic increase in the number of pastors who are thinking about quitting ministry entirely. 
Nearly two in five pastors have considered quitting full-time ministry with pastors well with pastors well-being on the line. See where I got the term well-being and many on the brink of burnout. 38% indicate they have considered quitting full-time ministry within the past year. This is uh, uh this is this percentage is up a full 9 points from the past study. So pastors are getting to the point they're like, "You know what? I I can't I can't do this. I just can't I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done." And 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 I know the people in the pew will be like, well, what's your problem? You just need to have more faith. You just need to toughen up. What's your issue? But I, I think, I think, I think there's a, an, a problem, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to flip it around in just a minute. Well, let's continue with some of this information. More to this study. Only one in three pastors. Now, this is really I think startling and shocking and and kind of frightening. And if I'm if I'm honest with you, it's kind of depressing. Only one in three pastors is considered healthy in terms of well-being. Barna has long been checking in on pastors' well-being, even assessing their burnout risk. More recently, more recent data show that many pastors are not faring well in multiple categories of well-being. And here's some of the categories they gave. They gave a spiritual, physical, emotional, vocational, and financial. Now, I think they there should be a talk about mental well-being. I really do. I, I really I think sometimes that that's not even like a pastor cannot even be struggling with any mental health well-being because he would be immediately ostracized and th- driven out of the pulpit and basically says he doesn't have enough faith. But they placed it in the categories of spiritual, physical, emotional, vocational, and financial. Barna defined healthy pastors as those who score themselves either excellent or good on all all the on on all six of these six well-being categories. All right, and the six well-being categories are relational well-being, spirit spiritual well-being, physical well-being, emotional well-being, vocational well-being, and financial well-being. And they're like pastors are just Pastors are considering quitting. Pastors are don't consider themselves healthy in their well-being. Pastors are feeling burnt out or on the verge of burnout. That's that's a bad sign for the church because that's detrimental for everyone. It's detrimental for the pastor, detrimental for the pastor's family, detrimental for the church. But let's let's flip this around. Are you ready? How many people sitting in the pew? Now, see, now if from the pulpit, they're thinking about quitting full-time ministry. How many people sitting in the pew are contemplating quitting church? They're just, they're thinking about they're done with church. They're just done with the whole thing. They're tired of it. They're tired with the whole institution. They're sick of it. For whatever their reasons are, they're tired of it. How many are sitting in the pew who their own well-being is an absolute mess? Their well-being, their relational well-being, their mental health well-being, their emotional well-being, their spiritual well-being, their financial well-being, their their vocational well-being, wherever they are in their life, their well-being is a mess. I think what we would find is that the lack of, that there is problems in well-being in in the pulpit and in the pew, that there is a desire to quit and give up in the pulpit and in the pew. Now, here's the question. 
Why? Now, I think first and foremost, the reason why is because this is very important. Everyone in the pew and everyone in the pulpit, they are broken people. They are sinful human beings and they are human. They're broken, they're sinful, and they are human. And here's where I think Christianity it has a negative impact. I, this is where I believe Christianity is detrimental to well-being in the pew and in the pulpit. It's because Christianity creates a, a kind of a an, ide- an ideology, a philosophy that basically says when you come to Christ, everything's all right. Everything will be good. Everything will be better. Everything will be fixed. All of your feelings will be fixed. And we, we, we sell Christianity to such that way that, that I mean, it, it's, I, I think it's a major problem and even evangelism. But many people approach evangelism, hey, you're broken, you're hurt, you're, you, you don't have, you know, you're, you're, you, you don't, you're not experiencing well-being, but if you come to Christ, you'll be made whole, you'll be made whole emotionally, you'll be made whole um, uh, mentally, yeah, and, and we sell Christianity that Christianity is the fix to, all, to the lack of our well-being, when reality, Christianity is the fix to our spiritual our spiritual state, which we're under the wrath of God and we are condemned by the holiness of God. And Christ came to save us from our sins, from the condemnation of our sins, from the wrath of God. But we still mention sin a little bit, but we've really have turned Christianity into it's a therapeutic solution to all of our lack of well-being. Well, once you sell Christianity, first thing, I think you're selling Christianity as solving a problem it was never designed to solve. Christianity is there to solve my sin problem and that I am in a broken relationship with my creator because my sins separate me from him. And in Christ Jesus, I can be declared perfectly righteous because of an alien righteousness imputed unto me. That's what Christianity is supposed to be there to fix. But somehow the church is taking it like, no, 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 no. It can, it can make you whole. It can, it can make everything wonderful and everything great. And, you, and you'll just be singing kumbaya and the sun will be shining and the birds will be singing and there will not be a cloud in the sky and you're going to be happy and you're going to be like walking on air and it's going to be wonderful. And it's, and, and well, guess what? Once you, cre- once you sell Christianity that way, then what does this lead to? This leads to Christians trying to pretend that it's true when behind the scenes, it's not true. Christianity really creates an environment that's detrimental to one's well-being because no one can really be honest about their well-being. Christianity, the church is the place and when I say Christianity, I'm talking more about from an institutionalized way in general. Obviously, I think the truth of Christianity clearly, first and foremost, leads us to our our spiritual solution. And any benefit that would arrive in these other areas may flow from it. But that's not what Christianity was necessarily designed to fix. But we sell it like it is. So here's what happens. Think about how the church works. Everyone walks in the door and it's almost expected. How are you doing? better than I deserve. How are you doing? God is good. And God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. 
How are things going? Well, all things work together for good. When God closes a door, when God closes a window, he opens a door. And you know, I just, all of these like cliches and that we throw our bumper sticker slogans and Christians walk around like living like that. And it feels like that you have to put on a mask that everything is wonderful and everything is great. But in reality, things are not so good. So if Christianity creates an environment where you can't be that honest, can a pastor stand behind the pulpit and say, hey, uh, guys, I'm struggling with some serious sin currently. One, would everyone want to know what that sin was? And if he was to tell them what that sin was, how would everyone react? Would there be an audible (gasps) gasp? Would they be immediately get him out of the pulpit? Now, some people say, well, yes, that's what needs to happen because the problem in the church is it's not godly enough. Well, I do believe that there's always a problem of not being godliness enough, uh, godly enough, but there's uh, never going to be godly enough. The problem is there is godliness and then there is basically cleaning up the outside of the tomb so we all pr- appear to be more godly that we than we are. I mean, how many times have we seen ministries where everyone seems to be wonderful, great, and godly, but behind the scenes, marriages aren't so good. There could be even physical and sexual abuse taking place. They're, they're, that marriages are, they're, they're, they're not happy with each other. There's people sitting in the pew struggling with depression, but they can't tell anyone because that would make them look like. There's people in the church struggling with porn addiction. There's people There's people struggling with same-sex attraction. There's all kinds of issues going on, but everyone's got to make it look like we're good. 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 When we're not so good. Can a pastor stand behind the pulpit and say, guys, family just left the church and I'm broken and I'm devastated over it. And I feel like quitting. And I feel like, what's the point of even being here? Now, some people would say by saying that, then that's emotionally manipulating the people. So then everyone feels sorry for, and I understand that there's all, there's always this like, well, why is someone doing this? Why is someone doing that? But I wonder, can there be an openness and an honesty there? And in other words, can well-being exist in a place where it's actually more designed for everyone to put on a mask, for everyone to clean up the outside of the cup, for everyone to clean up the the tombstone, where we all hide all of the rotten corruption and the disease that's that's buried below. Can can that produce well-being? Now I know there's got to be right, there's got to be a time and there's got to be a place, and I understand that that you know, you can't just always stand up and go, hey, everyone, guess what? I was in Vegas last night and slept with three prostitutes. I know, I know that there's a time and place. And I know at the same time, you don't celebrate the sin. But I wonder what the well-being is in the, in the pew and what the well-being is in the pulpit. And in a roundabout way is that entire system Detrimental to the well-being in the pulpit and the well-being in the pew. A lot of people who've walked away from the church 
almost describe their church experience as being very detrimental even to their spiritual life. Because how how much can you really grow spiritually when you spend most of your time wearing a mask playing pretend? How much of Christianity institutionalized is simply merely dress up? We're just playing a part. We're playing house. Now, what does authentic, what does it uh, looks, look like authentically? I mean, we've got a serious problem in this country that oh, about almost 40% of pastors are like, I'm thinking about just calling, calling it a day and just being done. Someone else can do this job. That they're, that they're, they're, they're one in three are like, hey, well-being, no, I'm not, no, I'm not healthy when it comes to my well-being. That's, that's a pretty startling concept. And I just think Christianity is detrimental to it in so many ways. Because we, we create that, like, you know, every, everyone, uh, everyone has to be better. Everyone has to be, you know, it, it's, it's like we, ha- we create this environment that we have to be something that we know we're not. We have to pretend when we're not that. We have to pretend because if we don't do these things, then someone's going to tell me that I was never saved. Someone else is going to tell me that I'm losing my salvation. Someone's going to tell me I don't have enough faith. How is your well-being today? Honestly, how is your well-being today? Like, I want you to take inventory today. Emotionally, how are you doing? Really, mentally, how are you doing? Spiritually, how are you doing? How are you doing? Now, I'm not saying just acknowledging how you're doing is, is, is going to fix everything, but I think we all agree It's better to just acknowledge the reality than pretend otherwise. Right? I try to say. And I don't say it all the time because I don't want it to become just a catchphrase or a marketing ploy. But I say all the time that this is a podcast hosted by just a sinner sitting in front of a microphone trying to figure out the Christian life. I try. I try to share my own struggles. I, I I did a podcast, my own struggles with perfectionism. I could I could I possibly may do a, a some uh, some of the depression that I fe- have felt since the grand mal seizure that I had uh, a couple of days ago. I could talk about all kinds of other emotions. I try to be as transparent as I can be. But I don't know if people want just sinners in front of a microphone. I think some people want dressed up pretend saints. But every time we get the dressed up pretend saints, sooner or later, the the facade crumbles. And guess what we find out? They're just like the rest of us. We're just all sinners, broken, messed up, trying to figure this out with Sometimes all kinds of struggles, and it's perfectly okay to acknowledge those struggles and to deal with them and to seek help for them 
and to not have to put on a mask pretending everything is so good. But I want you to consider what, what, what does it mean for Christianity if 40% of its pastors are thinking about calling it quits? One in three are, do not have a good well-being, and many are on the verge of burnout or already in the, in the midst of burnout. Now, I could turn this into, hey, you sitting in the pew, do better. But I think, I think everyone in, in, in any church, it's a mess of people and a lot of all, everyone's really in the same boat. I do think people need to be more considerate of the pastor and how their actions can have profound negatively impact on them emotionally. But guess what? People are in it for themselves. People come to church for themselves. And I understand that. At the same time, the one in the pulpit needs to be more considerate of the people in the pew and their, their lack of well-being and their struggle. I'll leave it to you. You can contact me today. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. I always love to get your feedback and your thoughts on anything we do. So please email me anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I typically try to respond as soon as possible. But that is your today's focus for Thursday, February the 16th, 2023. Well-being. I would love to get your thoughts about it.